0: Many businesses complain that it is difficult to realize hard benefits from digital programs. In fact, hard benefits seem elusive in many transformation initiatives. Why is that happening? Let's dive into the dynamics of typical corporate finance decisions for the answer, shall we? At their essence, hard benefits are easy to grasp. They are simply reduction of cash spent or increase of cash collected. Super easy, right? The companies clearly believe that value is there at the beginning of digital transformations, yet research shows that only 20% of them consistently get the hard value, that is cash savings or cash gains at the end. In fact, more than two-thirds of the CFOs have completely given up on driving hard value beyond their own minimum project return, known as hurdle rate. For this discussion, let's say... That hurdle rate is the company's cost of capital. Basically, what it costs the business on average to borrow or get money from investors. It drives almost every aspect of financial decisions, from borrowing through stock issues to approving improvement projects. So, when it comes to funding digital programs, the cost of capital, say 10% for this particular company, often becomes the hurdle rate, the rate of return the project needs to produce to add hard value for the business. Now, savvy value creators listening know this as the formula that Project IRR must exceed cost of capital, ideally far exceeding. In simplest terms, a great way for a business to make investment decisions is to get return from its projects at a much higher rate than that hurdle rate. So if your hurdle rate is 10%, and your projects consistently deliver 20% IRR returns, then you are doing great as a business. It is a bit more complicated than that, but that's the basic idea. Some companies have this hard value rigor for all projects, while others only their capital expenditures. Now, for companies to do a really, really good job, they should keep investing their capital in the highest return projects, whether that is building a new plant, making a new acquisition, or launching a digital transformation program. That's where the finance theory ends and real life begins. Research shows that most companies tend to favor familiar investments with lower returns than unfamiliar, say, digital projects at higher ROI. In fact, in a survey, most CFOs said they stop looking for higher returns if they have enough projects delivering the minimum returns at the current hurdle rate. This makes no sense, you could say. Why wouldn't they pick an unfamiliar project that has a 100% rate of return over a familiar project that will only deliver 12%? In my experience, there are many reasons why this happens. One argument CFOs often have is that estimating familiar projects is easier because existing metrics like demand or capacity or sales conversion rates are more predictable than outcomes of a digital program. And that's fair. Now, anyone who lived through crises of 2000, 2008, 2020 know how unpredictable business results can actually be. Even in the best of times, companies may miss demand or production forecasts by 10-15%. There's nothing certain about the familiar. However, this is the most persistent reason, I believe, why underperformers underinvest in digital and perpetuate their laggard state. It is understandable and human. Taking risk and assessing risk are hard work, even if the higher risk is rewarded with outsized potential returns. Most executive teams are actually not incentivized on taking outside risks for outside returns. They are simply expected to keep a steady ship and maintain returns just above cost of capital. Now, with that out of the way we are ready to discuss why hard benefits are actually hard to realize. Reason number one. The biggest problem is that project teams consistently overestimate the savings they can realize. And I don't mean they exaggerate or get sloppy in their analysis. What I mean is that they may assess the art of the possible correctly and assume the business this time around will be making the hard choices to actually realize the benefits like renegotiating long-term supplier contracts, cancelling unprofitable customers, or reducing manpower. CFOs often discount the benefits not because the analysis is faulty, but because they know the business will not make those hard choices. This, I believe, is the hardest thing about hard savings. The second hard problem companies face with initiative is that they provide localized benefits in one department, one business unit, and may cause other parts of the company to have to change and compensate with their own resources for the project. So savings in one area become increased costs in another. There are so many examples of this. The IT department would cut their support costs by 50% and causing productivity issues in the entire organization far exceeding the savings. Another example is a product team reducing testing and QA resources to save money, but increasing support costs or even causing the business to lose revenues through customer issues. The same is true if one department reducing their workforce and the other one has to hire contractors to deal with the disruption. I think the list goes on. Pushing the bubble from one department to another can make hard savings become soft ones very, very easily. Number three, hard savings seems to work better around the edges of the value chain. What I mean by that is supply chain and sales tend to be more successful driving measurable impact than core operations or back office. A big part of the reason is that they can push the efficiency gains to an outside party. It is a lot easier to demand a vendor to cut prices or reduce costs or people on their end than produce the same efficiency or headcount savings internally. The same is true for customers. Creating premium services or upselling new solutions generates higher margins easier than streamlining inefficient sales operations internally. So it gets much harder when efficiencies are expected internally in the back office as suppliers or customers cannot chip in. And Reason number four, my heart savings so hard, is it's hard to make them stick long term. The cost structure of any business is a reflection of the efficiency of their processes. You can create a lean cost structure if processes are smooth and predictable. The less efficient the process, the more you have to augment them by, by putting people, contractors, which is labor costs, and indirect spend. Research after research shows that all the cost-cutting that happens in a crisis disappears in recovery. And especially as GNA gets typically worse than it was before the crisis. Inefficient processes will bring inefficient cost structures. This happened in the ERP days, when early cost savings disappeared, and happens even in cloud-native businesses, where manual processes and people augment digital processes at very high levels. Several studies were looking back at the last 20 years of cost savings. Despite all the technology innovations, lean projects, and digital transformations, a shocking fact remains. Almost all profitability improvement from transformations came from cost of sales, and none from overhead or SG&A costs. The long-term trend of internal overhead costs is simply unchanged in the last 30 years, especially when you count it in SG&A cost into sales. Having lived through waves of process engineering, ERP programs, lean initiatives, and digital transformations, my conclusion is this. Transformation initiatives generate the hard savings. They take out the costs, they gain the benefits, and then the business slowly returns to the same spend levels. Why? To compensate for inefficiencies in their processes. Think about it. The same way as inventory levels are a reflection of the efficiency of the supply chain and accounts receivable levels reflect problems in your fulfillment, the same thing is true for SGNA its levels reflect the overall back-office process efficiency of the business. So to get hard benefits, you have to make your processes as efficient, digital, automated as possible, as broadly in the enterprise as possible, so you're not pushing the benefit bubble around. Digital programs have to focus both on getting short-term value and create more efficient processes at the same time. Otherwise, The hard benefits you gain short term will vanish longer term, and the value will no longer exceed the cost of capital, just like our CFO friends predicted. Let's prove them wrong, shall we? Talk soon.